0: Live, back in action, ready to make it happen. This is the 3rd and 3 Podcast, baby, presented by the Sports Network. Actually brought to you by Reebok. Deal of the week at Reebok. Nano X1 Grit Men's Training Shoes. Yes, go get them. Hot deal right now at 3 podcastcom Plus, all Reebok has to offer. Hoodies, fleece sweatshirts, tons of great fresh new kicks. Go grab them, courtesy of Third and Three. so go to 33 go down click on the Reebok link get 15% off and get them shipped to your door ready to go let's open the door and some NFL and we got NBA talk D what's happening my brother
1: doing good man you know another Wednesday night glad to see you back so now we get to talk some football get into it but like you said, we got basketball as well got some movie stuff in there for you today like got a lot going on today I think it's gonna be a great episode yeah, it's going to be a fun show. D came up with
0: a cool idea. We're going to do 10 questions and try to guess which player we're talking about. We're going from 1980 on, so it could be very difficult. We'll see what we got in store for each other, but yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. Want you guys to join in. Of course, we are missing Nikki this week. It's all good in the hood. She'll be back next week to break down the Super Bowl with us, and we are definitely going to go knee-deep into Super Bowl action, but first, D. Last night, LeBron James, he done did it, man. He done spit it, some whack shit it. And you probably thought because it's been a minute, he'd forget it. But look that, man. He is the man, LeBron James, coming out, leading scorer of all time, ahead of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and everybody else. And, man, LeBron James, not known to be in, you know, the greatest scorer of all time. What did he lead the league in scoring? Once, I think, or something like that. But the yeah, longevity, one right, one time. The longevity and everything he's done. Yo, all praise is due, man. I got to get your thoughts on it because you are a basketball aficionado. But uh, you know how I feel about LeBron, man. And I definitely want to talk a little bit about his legacy and what this means and the way that he's playing at 38 years old, scoring 30-plus points a game. And, yeah, it came in losing fashion. The team is not doing well, but he is shining bright as ever.
1: Yeah, man. I don't know if people truly understand how crazy it is that he was able to break this record. Right, because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar broke the record. He broke Wilt's record in 1984, and then continued to play for another five years. Right, so people thought that he put it out of reach for everybody. Like this was never going to be touched again. He Kareem was the first player to play 20 years, so everybody's like, okay, you know, he's this is crazy. He's an alien. No one else is going to do this. And then (laughs) LeBron comes along and is able to not only live up to all the hype that he had coming in, right? but able to sustain this level of excellence for 20 years Mm. is truly remarkable and like you said he only won a scoring title once but he has played in the era with kobe kevin durant steph curry so for him it was gonna be hard to get multiple scoring titles because he's played with against so many other great scorers during his era but the fact that he was able to sustain this for this long is absolutely remarkable and I saw some people being critical of the celebration, saying that it was too long. They shouldn't have stopped the game. This is the type of record you stop the game for. Yeah, like when a record when a record is damn near forty years old, you stop stop the game for that record. Now, if it was the fourth quarter and it was a close game, no. And they said, I think there was like a press release that came out that said they had that already in motion. Like if it was a close game in the fourth quarter, he wouldn't have stopped it. But the okay, fact that it happened understand. at yeah towards the end of the third quarter, yeah, you could stop the game and it's one of those moments that needs to be recognized because I don't know if we're ever going to see this again. You think about players now, how they're baby when it comes to load management and how they're not playing A2 games anymore. Very rarely do you see a star play A2 games. You see maybe your role players play A2 games, but the role players aren't the ones that's going to be breaking records like this. Right. So, and the fact that he's still he's still good at this age, he still can give you a 38 last night, so he still can have these moments at this age, and still can play on for another couple of years. So he's probably gonna get you know 41, 42,000 points by the end of this. Yeah. And yeah. I don't see how anyone ever's gonna is ever gonna break that. 100 years from now, we're gonna be gone. There's gonna be you know some other podcast talking. They're gonna be like, who is this LeBron James dude who had all these points? <laughs> <laughs> and all these assists and all these rebounds uh, its absolutely remarkable. He's been able to do. I know we always debate and go back and forth, but sometimes you just got to sit back and really just appreciate greatness. And we were all witnesses last night of greatness. And I was oh. you know, happy that I stayed up for it and able to see it. And like you said, they lost. is not on him. Anthony Davis was just, I guess he wanted to watch like we did last night. He just oh, was watching.
0: <laughs> He's, he, he bothers me so much, but that's another story.
1: Yeah, he just He basically was witnessing just like we was last night. Yeah. But it's something to be marveled at. It's something to be, for a game to be stopped. It's something for everybody to give him all the flowers he truly deserves in this moment. And for me, it doesn't change where I have him all the time. It definitely just gives me an appreciation for what I've witnessed over the last 20 years.
0: I like that you said it didn't change. Again, this should not change where somebody has him ranked all time. Where I have him ranked, and I'll tell you right now, is number one. And I've had him ranked number one since he won that championship with L.A. That solidified it for me right there. I don't care that it was in the bubble. Everybody was playing under the same exact circumstances. So there should be no asterisk next to it, in my opinion. But to expound upon LeBron James even more, the man is fourth all-time career in assist. That is the reason why he doesn't have probably another 20,000 more points. He could lead the league in scoring every single year if he wanted to. He's that kind of player. LeBron James is the best player I have ever seen, and it is hands down. Michael Jordan may be the most dominant, the most feared. Maybe he is the best champion, all right? Maybe you can say that at 6-0. and But LeBron's been to 10 championships, and yes, he's only won four. I understand that, but he has been on inferior teams Every time he has gone, maybe with the exception of the Miami Heat, and they went two out of four. LeBron, you know, dragged the Cavaliers to, to the finals. A, a couple of times he did that. You know, with the Lakers, they weren't such a great team, but, you know, AD was having a decent year, a good year, so they went. LeBron is just an unbelievable – like I say, man, if you were to create somebody out of a lab, a basketball player, he would pop out. That's the guy. Yeah. At six nine, to be that fast, that strong – And to have that many moves and to be that creative and to be that smart, he is extremely intelligent when it comes to basketball. His IQ is off the charts. I mean, he would make a great coach one day. I'm not sure that he would be a coach because he's so much better than everybody else. That's that old saying, you know, like, how do you coach guys that are inferior to you? But you know what? He's kind of been doing it as a coach on the sideline as well. The guy is amazing to me. And yes, I do have him above Michael Jordan. Um, and I'm sorry. You know what? Look, I've watched him both. I'm 40. I'm going to be 43 years old in a couple of months, so I don't want to hear this. Well, you didn't see Michael Jordan play. Yes, I freaking did. I saw him at his best. I saw him all the time. I've been a sports fan since I was four or five years old. He broke into the league in 84, so I remember things, okay? And I remember how dominant Jordan was, and his numbers still to this day. I don't have all the numbers in front of me because I don't want to make this about stats. I want to make it about more of the eye test, that LeBron— is, I don't want to say more of a team player, even though he probably is D, but the fact that he gets everybody else involved and rises his team up, and he's had inferior teams to Jordan. And I don't want to make it just about MJ and LeBron. I want to make it about LeBron being the best player I truly have ever seen because he can do everything, including defense, and he broke into the league when he was a kid. And from bookend to bookend, he has been spectacular. He has never had a down season. His teams have, but he's never had a bad year. And he didn't retire and he didn't retire two times either and try to come back fresh and do it all over again. This man has played every day pretty much for the last 20 years.
1: Yeah, no, the consistency and the longevity and also the perseverance, like you said, to not get burned out. That's one thing that he does have with Jordan. Jordan got burnt out and had to retire to go play baseball. Now, of course, there was other things around that, you know, the tragic, you know, death of his dad, stuff like that. Um, But, he got burnt out and had to retire. And after the 98 season, he wanted to continue to uh, really defend that title. But, you know, GM had other plans. So there were things that got in the way with Jordan of him playing 20 years. And part of me wishes we could go back and have some type of just alternate reality where he doesn't retire and see how many points he puts up if he's able to continue to play. And it would be amazing because when it comes to points per game, that's Jordan, right? And also with Jordan, his all-around game I think has become underrated over the years uh, because we yeah. remember the scoring. Right. But again, we, we, had, we can we can have the Jordan LeBron debate next week after the Super Bowl is over, and we got you know free time with no not yeah, football, yeah. <laughs> with no football on. So we can he's definitely right. do that. Uh, but LeBron, if you have LeBron number one, it's not crazy at all, of course, because of what he's been able to do. Like you said, number one in points, number four in assists. He's up there in rebounds as well, especially when you think about someone from a small core position. It's amazing, truly amazing. His all-around game is – it's crazy what he's been able to do. It's absolutely nuts. And, again, I don't think we're going to see anybody break his record anytime soon in the way that superstars are being treated and managed. Unless that changes, I don't see anybody playing enough games to do it. There's going to be better scores than LeBron. There's going to be somebody who comes along one day who's going to be all-around – next guy who we're like marveling at but i don't know if they're going to have the chance to do what lebron has done as far as accumulating all these stats because they're not going to play enough so i think that lebron's new record that's his now is going to be safe for a long time and it's truly amazing seeing what he's done in his career it is and he's going to keep adding on to it because that guy can go for another couple of years
0: at least the way that you know he's conditioned and the way that he's going so it'll be great to see congratulations lebron you deserve it you've been everything that the NBA can possibly want in a basketball player and in a human being. So way to go, bro. Way to go. Uh, D let's uh, just transition right now to football over here. And I want to go to your team, the New Orleans Saints who are hosting Derek Carr. How do you feel
1: about that? I'm excited about it. I think that Derek Carr is a good quarterback. You know, he looked very good. I know that it wasn't around rushers or anything like that, but the little bit I saw in, of the pro bowl games, he was out there killing it in the (laughs) precision uh passing contest so i'm like you know you can see something there but in all seriousness i definitely think that he would be a good fit for the saints the one thing we were missing last year was a quarterback in health right uh yes. so we can stay healthy on the offensive end and add Derek carr to it i think we could be very dangerous uh one thing that went under the radar last year was that the saints defense the second half of the season was very good it was very okay. good the second half of the season and mm-hmm. because our offense was so bad people didn't really notice so I think if the defense comes back and we can still have that same type of production on the defensive side, along with Derek Carr on offense, and you get Michael Thomas back, you have Chris Olave getting even better after a spectacular rookie season. And just having a real quarterback makes so much difference, right? So I would love to see Derek Carr in the Saints uniform. And if we're not going the Derek Carr route, then from there you gotta think about drafting the quarterback and you know, doing a whole process of he's going to be good enough when he first comes in. When we know a Derek Carr that he's an NFL starting quarterback, so I would love to have that for this veteran team.
0: Yeah, it's better than what you got right now. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And uh, let's see what Mike is saying over here, that Damien should feel uh, about Carr like he does. But the day of Thanksgiving food, it's still good, but it ain't the same as the freshness. So better quarterback <laughs> play, but not am It's it's going to set the world on fire. And I would agree with that. I would agree with that. We say what's up to Niffin over there, what's happening, partner. Um, But then again, on the other hand, I don't know what better you're going to do. I mean, again, if you want to go drafting a quarterback, I don't think the Saints are the team to do that because they're even still they're ready to win now. They're again one of those teams that are a quarterback away, quote unquote, and their defense is very good. But they're getting older, you know, especially a guy like Cameron Jordan who is the anchor of that defense. So they want to try to find a way to win now. Now, do I think that Derek Carr is going to be the answer? I, not necessarily, but. If the wide receivers can step up and Alvin Kamara can get back to his game because he's getting up there in age and he's had a ton of carries and catches already throughout his career, it's kind of tough. And, yeah, Mike's saying Olave is still that dude. Olave is awesome, you know, but he was supposed to be paired up with Jarvis Landry, who was supposed yeah, to play really happen. well, and Michael Thomas, who was supposed to play healthy. And neither one of those things happened. I don't even know what's going to happen with Michael yeah. Thomas for the rest of his career. It's like he's disappearing or something, man. I don't know. It's weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Michael Thomas is a big question mark uh, I know that they were working on restructuring this contract the big part like the guarantee part of his contract is uh, up so they would be able to restructure the slim part that we saw last year uh hopefully you can still hear me I know that we're going through some the I was getting some of the uh the Wi-Fi signal right there but yeah, yeah. with you're good Michael now. Thomas the way he played Good now. So with uh, Michael Thomas in the slim action that we did see last year was very good. He was very good. You saw games where he got multiple touchdown catches and stuff like that, but just couldn't stay healthy. And right when you thought you was seeing him get a rhythm is when he had the injuries. So hopefully he can be healthy again. I don't expect to see the guy who saw the first four years of his career because, you know, he was on a trajectory to be one of the all time greatest receivers ever those first four yeah. years. And unfortunately, you know, the the body has let him down. So hopefully we just get somebody that can be close to what we saw with Michael Thomas in his, I guess, prime. Uh, And Chris Olavi could take over being that number one spot, maybe pick up another receiver in the draft. You never know. But like you said, the defense is getting older. So hopefully we can capitalize on a good defense while we have it now. And that's why you go after a veteran like Derek Carr.
0: Yeah, that's that would be the reason why, you know, try to catch lightning in a bottle, as they say, whatever it may be. You know, Mike loves Olave, and he, he's he been great. 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns for him next season, he thinks. That would be pretty freaking awesome. Um, Yeah, before we get into the game, actually, oh, what, you can say something, D, my bad.
1: I definitely can see Mike's prediction coming true. I can see him expanding that role even more. And, you know, you're going to get better, right? He's a young guy, still can work with some things. He's going to be even sharper next year, especially if he has a quarterback like Carr.
0: Yeah, that and exactly that'll be a big thing because that you know if he does have card, then I can see those numbers popping up. Not with uh freaking the red rifle over there. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, I really don't <laughs> Yo, are you doing uh you got Super Bowl boxes going? That again? The, super, the Super Bowl boxes, you know, with the with the numbers that you pick, you know the super bowl boxes, oh, pool? no, I'm
1: not I'm not yeah, in the, the pool, pool this year, no
0: oh okay all right i got a couple going we got it going at work and uh it's oh, not okay. that much money but it's always fun it's always fun yeah it's different it's always fun too. in years past like the number like eight or nine like really wouldn't be good but now like with the two-point conversion anything can happen you know so it's like any yeah. number is good but you still want that zero
1: three seven you know those are the numbers yeah. right there zero, three, those seven, are the money number. maybe four, four could be a good number as yeah. well yeah ones. you want those those money numbers for sure
0: Yeah, yeah, you want them, especially like, I mean, in the first quarter, you're going to see zeros and threes and sevens for the most part. But then, you know, toward the end of the game, you can get them crazy ass numbers, man. So you never know. So just because you have an eight and a six, don't mean you're out of it. So don't freak out. Don't freak out. I don't know what my numbers are yet. We're still trying to fill them out. We still got time. Still got time. So, yo, you want to get into this game right now? Yes, sir. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. We're going to do it in the form of who you got. But quick stat to throw at you is that Kansas City and Philadelphia the top two sack teams in the NFL. That's great, but they both have really good offensive lines also. That's another thing. The Chiefs have a really good one. And, I mean, the Eagles sent three guys to the Pro Bowl, which is fantastic. Uh, The Chiefs are number one in points scored, and the Eagles' defense is number one in points against. So we're really talking strength on strength over here. And Philly is second in the league in points scored. I mean, it's no wonder why they got the first seed this year, D. I mean, they have been dominant – all throughout, as long as Jalen Hurts has been that quarterback,
1: yeah. And to add to your strength on strength stats, you got Kansas City, who's first in passing offense, going against the first passing defense, true in the Eagles God. as well. Uh, yes. So it's definitely a strength on strength matchup. It everything's pointing to a great Super Bowl. I don't want to jinx it because you know you might <laughs> mess around and get a, a Seahawks and Broncos type oh, game. Who <laughs> know Please. Yeah. So like you don't want that, but everything's points a very good game for this one. It really is, man. I I mean, it's, I think they are probably
0: the two best teams left in the NFL. So I may want to argue Cincinnati or the 49ers if they were healthy, but any NFL fan is, should be very happy with the Super Bowl we got here. Again, very historic in a lot of ways, especially with, you know, two first time two black quarterbacks are facing each other in the Super Bowl. You got the Kelsey brothers. You kind of got the Andy Reid Bowl over here with this old team. So, a lot of cool things, but let's break it down. So and who has the edge and who you got? D, who do you got here? Do you have Mahomes versus the Eagles defense or Hurts versus the Chiefs defense? So not necessarily each individual quarterback, but against the defense they're playing. What do you think?
1: Oh, that that's a very tough one. Uh, when you factor in the defense they're playing against, I'm going to take Hurts against the Chiefs defense because okay. – the Chiefs defense, the secondary, and I don't know if that's going to be a, a, who you got as well, but the secondary, I don't see matching up well against the wide receivers and tight ends for Philadelphia. AJ Brown, okay. Defonta Smith, both of those guys are number one type receivers who happen to be on the same team. And then you add Dallas Goddard, who's one of the top tight ends in the league. And now you got Jalen Hurts and that running attack. So now that defense has to worry about the read option. And then if you try to, come down for the read option. Now we got the RPO where I can go behind you and you're leaving your cornerbacks one-on-one with our receivers. It's a lot. It's a lot for the Chiefs defense to have to worry about. So I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts against the Chiefs defense.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. And really for all the reasons you said, and, you know, I mean, look, got the the Chiefs, they have been playing better on defense, but, Guys like Thornhill and Justin Reed and rookie Trent McDuffie are not going to be able to handle guys like A.J. Brown and Smith, like you said, and then Dallas Goddard over the middle. You know, Snead is a good player that they have a cornerback as well. Um, you know, I think he's going to be fully healthy for this game. I know he was a little banged up, but Snead, you know, Lajarius Snead, yeah, they, they real clear. good play. Yeah, they cleared him, right? So he's good to go. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, if he matches yeah. up on A.J. Brown, I don't think that's going to be a good deal, man. A.J. Brown could beat anybody, you know, one-on-one. So... I think I would have to agree with you on that, and I think that part of the game plan for the Eagles on offense is going to try to make Chris Jones a non-factor. That's either double-teaming him, or running away from him, or throwing away from him. Because Chris Jones, we have to be real, man—he is an absolute monster and a candidate right now for Defensive Player of the Year. That guy has been playing great, and George Kalaftis, uh rookie, has been playing really good against uh on the other side of him. Frank Clark in there, but you know, Chris Jones is the guy who makes it go. I think I got froze on D for a minute. Yeah, nah, Chris, right? We all remember. Oh, can you
1: hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we good. We good. Okay, so I think Chris Jones, like you said, absolute monster. Can you yeah. hear me now? Yeah. Okay, so Chris Chris Jones can have an Aaron Donald like impact on this game. Uh, and we all remember last year, Aaron Donald, if it wasn't for him, the Bengals probably won that Super Bowl right? Uh, so yeah. Chris Jones can have that same type of impact, but the difference is with Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow is mobile. Jalen Hurts is a different type of animal when it comes to running the football. He's in that Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields class of being able to make your defensive tackles non-existent because he's so good at eluding the rush. Uh, oh, so God. you wonder if that's going to come into play. It's a very interesting matchup, and you wonder, like you said, the offensive line for the Eagles is excellent, best in the league. So Are they going to be able just to handle them one-on-one? Because Chris Jones, honestly, is a defensive end who plays inside. And that's why he has a speed advantage against all the interior linemen. And you wonder if those interior linemen for the Eagles can handle somebody who's as athletic as Chris Jones is.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's going to be tough. I mean, Jason Kelsey,
0: all pro center, but I don't think he can handle it all by himself. I mean, you know, Chris Jones is just an absolute beast. And, again, I remember him very clearly, very vividly from the Super Bowl that we had against them when he was knocking down every pass that Jimmy G was throwing. So he, the guy can do it all. There's no question about it. The man can absolutely do it all. So he will be a terror out there, but I agree with you. I think that Hurts and the Eagles offense has the advantage uh, against the Chiefs defense than Patrick Mahomes does against the Eagles. Because like you mentioned before, the number one against pass, you got Darius Slade, Bradbury, CJ Garner, Johnson. I mean, they got guys all over the place. It's, it's unreal. All right. How about this matchup? Who you got? Do you have the combination of mckinnon and pacheco or sanders and scott again going up against the chiefs and
1: philly uh, defense respectively you also got to throw gainwell in there uh, he's a yeah, yes he's emerged as a, as a really big part for that um mm, that's a tough one i like pacheco a lot i do but the eagles run game is mean it's it's really mean and you also got to yeah. throw hurts in there right? If Hurts is healthy, true. yeah, he's, a, he's yeah. a part of their run game. So I would say Eagles run game, I'll take over the Chiefs, even mm-hmm. though I like Pacheco a lot, just because of the consistency of the run game for the Eagles.
0: I like that. Okay, that makes sense. And I was kind of, I was thinking of swaying the other way. I was thinking, you know, because the Eagles, their one weakness, if you want to call it, that is their run defense. So mm-hmm. I could see Pacheco, you know, running the ball up the middle. McKinnon is not as much of a runner, but he does a lot out of the backfield. But yeah, if we include Hurts and Gainwell, and I would probably have to go with Philly as well. But if we're just yeah. talking about those two running backs in particular, I may lean toward Kansas City, but that's not going to be it. J- this is the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts will be running the football. There's no doubt. Whether yeah. it's on scramble drills or it's on RPOs or he's you know doing it on his own, he's going to run the football. They're laying it all on the line. There's no question
1: about it. So right. not, not to yeah. skip ahead, but you just mentioned Jalen Hurts running. I saw one prop. Jalen Hurts over under. 13 and a half carries. Which way you go on that one?
0: 13 and a That is an awful lot, don't you think? I think 13 I and a half a lot.
1: Wow. It's, um, it does seem like a lot, but I could see with this particular matchup, maybe him running more. And I mentioned Chris Jones maybe getting through and him having to scramble, and those count as well. And also one thing that I heard that was – I never thought about this – nil downs. If they win, those nil downs count as rushing attempts. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. that is
0: true. Wow, that, yeah, yeah. that happened. Could you imagine that on a prop bet? You're like one away from it, and the Eagles have to kneel with it. Oh my god, wow, that would be terrible! Oh, that yeah. would be terrible. I would probably have to go under because I think, again, I do think they're going to run him, but they have so many other weapons. I don't think they're going to do it as much unless needed. But again, yeah, we say it's a Super Bowl, you know, you lay it all yeah. out on the line. W- I wonder what his average was during the season. I wish I had that in front of me, but. 13 and a half. So you're thinking over on that one, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking over. I think they're going to use him as a runner a lot in this game uh, just because of, like I said, that defensive line for Chris Jones and specifically coming through the middle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see that a lot, right. I mean, faking it to Sanders and then taking it out to the right or the left. I'm, I'm sure that'll happen. We'll see how many times it does. All right. Uh, What about the wide receiver slash tight end core? So, you know, for Kansas City, they are getting back Juju. He's coming back. McCall Hardman is not going to make it for this game, but Kadarius Tony is. And of course, Travis Kelsey is their biggest dog. On the other side, um, Dallas Carter, Dallas Goddard, excuse me, his counterpart, but AJ Brown to me, who is such an absolute stud in Devontae Smith, he kind of gets left in the wind because AJ Brown is so amazing, but Smith is great too. So You mentioned it before, how great Philly's secondary is. Maybe that sways the decision right there, despite how good Kelsey and those guys are. And let me ask you another question while you answer this one. What do you do with Kelsey if you're Philly? Do you put one of your better corners on him? Do you put C.J. Garner-Johnson on him? Or do you kind of try to zone him up, bracket
1: him up? Because he's the main guy. Yeah. Now, with the Saints, C.J. Garner-Johnson, that would have been his job, to be on Travis Kelsey. That's right. how we used them. Um, and they can, they can go around and do that same thing. CJ Garden Johnson has had a good history of garden tight ends, you know, uh, outside of George Kittle in that game against 49s a couple of years ago. Uh, he's had a good history of guard yeah. of garden tight ends and doing a good job. Uh, so they could go that route. You also can switch it up and try to bracket him because the rest of their corners, I trust in man coverage against those wide receivers. I, right. I'm not Me worried too. about those wide receivers beating the rest of our corners. So, Travis Kelsey is your main worry, right? You don't want him to go off like he did against the Jaguars and have like 14, 15 catches, right? right. Uh, so I would start off with C.J. gardner johnson but of course you want to give Patrick Mahomes different looks. So I would start off with C.J. gardner johnson maybe do some bracketing, but the rest of the time, I'm going man-to-man on the rest of those corners or the rest of those wide receivers because I don't believe in the rest of those guys beating us one-on-one. I'm saying I us because I'm thinking like a coach, but yeah. <laughs> <I'm thinking laughs> beating, the, beating the rest of those corners one-on-one. Yeah, I love the mindset. I love where your head's at right
0: there. I, I, again, have to go. It seems like Philly is winning a lot of these battles right now, early over here in this one, which, yeah, may sway your decision. No, i got to be with you on this one again, man. It's just going to be a tough task for Patrick Mahomes. I feel really bad for him in this one because he's also on a bum ankle. Let's not forget, he is not going to be 100% in this game. Maybe he'll be 85, 90 if he's lucky, but – even this two weeks is not enough for him, and he admitted so. Unless he's playing possum like Muhammad Ali back in the day, and he's really going to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, a little rope-a-dope, a little BS going on over there. It should be great. I would love that. He just comes out and runs all over the place.
1: But uh, And um, um, before we move on, I'm just looking it up now. So this past season, Jalen Hurts did um, have over 13 rushing attempts in six games this season.
0: That's okay. That's a decent yeah. amount. That's a decent amount. 16. That's not bad. Okay. The possibility is definitely there. I mean, look, Vegas knows what they're talking about. They put it at 13 and a half. I guarantee you so many people are picking the under. It's probably going to go over. They know better. Yep. Yep. (laughs) that makes. They know better. All right. So now I think I have to be with you on the wide receiver tight end, even though Travis Kelsey is amazing. You take him away. I'm with you. Darius Slay and James Bradbury can take care of Juju and uh, Kadarius Tony on the other side, no doubt about it. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he may be one of those X factors in this game where he's not getting guarded by – he's not getting covered by one of the better uh, guys in the secondary, and he's got speed. So I do wonder if he can make a few plays over the middle. Let's remember that for when the game comes around, if he can make some plays downfield.
1: I'd be very interested to see that. That's my X factor is one of those wide receivers really? outside of Kelsey has to step up yeah it could be it could be mvs someone has to step up outside of kelsey for them to win this game if they get shut down no matter how magical mahomes is because of that pass rush and because of that secondary he can't just make it happen by himself they need one of those wide receivers to step up and win one-on-one matchups
0: totally agree with you man it's going to have to happen without a doubt there's no tyree kill there to save him so all the guys can't look i like juju and and I also like Darius Tony. I never thought I would say that over the past couple of years after what the hell happened mm-hmm. with the Giants, but he's fitting there like a glove. So you know things could work out. Things could work out. We talked about in the trenches. We talked about the secondary. What about the head coaches? I mean, is it? It's got to be automatically Andy Reid, right? I mean, if Kansas City's going to win a category, it's got to be this one.
1: Yeah, because of the experience, all the yeah. years, and you know the fact that this is now what his fourth Super Bowl nowadays in. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, one with the Eagles, three now with the Chiefs. That's so right. the, the experience of being deep in the playoffs, the experience of knowing how to handle this week, right, that's something that really matters. When people talk about going to the Super Bowl, uh, former players usually talk about how they weren't ready for all of the hoopla around the Super Bowl and how that impacts you going into the week. Andy Reid and his team, of course, because they have so many people who have been the Super Bowl before, they're ready for this. This isn't new to them. Philadelphia a lot of those players only I think only a few of them were on that team you know a few years back like Jason Kelsey but a lot of those guys are new to this so when it comes to handling media day and you know Radio Row and all this stuff that's going on in Glendale right now how do you handle that and stay prepared mentally locked in for the game I think Andy Reid has the edge there yeah yeah, that's a good call, and he probably has the edge on the field. I, I picked Nick Sirianni to be
0: a coach of the year. It looks like Dable's going to edge him out, and that and that's fine. Dable did a great job, but Sirianni is no slouch, man. He's definitely been coaching yeah. up, and the players bought into him, but no, it's it's Andy Reid, and there's really no question about it. He's one of the top three coaches in the NFL, however you want to slice it between him, Belichick, and Tom. So there you go. All right, we're going to come up with our predictions in a couple of minutes over here, but I got a few prop bets for you that I threw at myself. Jalen Hurts, passing yards, 275 over or under?
1: 275. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. Okay. okay. I think I am also. I think I'm going to go under as well because, like you said, they're going to be running the ball
0: a lot. I would expect them yeah. to run the ball a lot. Um, even though I think the receivers on the outside can beat them, I think A.J. Brown is going to have a really big game. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm thinking maybe more around like the 250 mark. What about Mahomes at 325 yards? Wow,
1: that's really high, <laughs> but it's Mahomes, so you understand it. Mahomes, uh, Mahomes, three twenty-five. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. It might be kind of like you know, uh, pretty kind of foreshadowing my pick there. But I'm gonna go under three twenty-five for Mahomes. It's <laughs> close with me, man. I don't know. He
0: always seems to throw for three hundred and thirty yards somehow. I don't know how he does it, and against these corners, I'm not exactly sure how either, but. He's freaking Patrick Mahomes, so I'm going to go over. <laughs> I'm going to go over. He's going to get 330-plus. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he'll do it. All right, the Eagles rushing as a team, 150 yards on the ground,
1: over-under. I'm going to go over. I think it's going to be a heavy run attack, and I think that's going to be their way to try to win the game.
0: Yeah, I like it, too. I think Miles Sanders can go for maybe 75 by himself, get Boston Scott in there for another 20, and maybe Hurts clean up the rest. I can see Hurts going for 50, 60 yards this game. So I would, I would agree with you there. How about the Chiefs at 120 yards? Under. Under. Okay. All right. So even though the Eagles, again, their one quote-unquote weakness is their run
1: defense, you still think yeah. they'll be able to
0: hold them enough? Or is it more the fact that, and I don't want to give anything away, but you think the Chiefs are going to be throwing the ball a lot more than running the ball?
1: I think they're going to be throwing the ball more, but I think they'll be throwing the ball more, but not successfully.
0: Okay. Okay. I see where you're going with this one, my friend. All right. All right. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Uh, Here we go. Let's see a couple more for you. A.J. Brown, 85 yards receiving, over-under.
1: I'm pounding the over on that one. I think that for, even though I think they're going to go under the total passing yards, I think that mm-hmm. the the big portion of the passing yards is going to go to A.J. Brown. I see him having a big game in this one.
0: I love it, man. I love where your head's at. I'm thinking the same thing. I don't care. Who's guarding him, whether it's Snead who's guarding him or the the rookie McDuffie. A.J. Brown is a freaking beast, and he's going to go nuts. Over 85 yards, I'm with you 100%. Another guy at 85 yards would be the other team's best receiver, who happens to be a tight end, and that's Travis Kelsey. We talked about him maybe being locked up by C.J. Garner-Johnson or being bracketed or both, you know, throwing a few different looks at him. So 85 yards for Kelsey, over-under.
1: I'm going to go Over. I'm going to go over because even with C.J. Gardner-Johnson and him doing brackets, they're going to find a way. They're going to do like little, you know, fake plays where they pitch it out and then he comes underneath and they do like a little pitch to him. They're going to find ways to get him the ball in some type of way. So I'm going to go over 85 for Travis Kelsey. All
0: right. I'm going to go slightly under. I'm thinking more of a 75 to 80. Yeah, I'm going to go slightly under because I think they're going to pay a lot of attention to Kelsey. Um, Does that mean they're going to be successful? Not necessarily, but I think they're going to pay him a great deal of attention. And maybe that's where the rushing yards could come in for Kansas City if they're looking at Kelsey too much. I don't know. Again, got to get very creative on offense. I want to see what Eric bien and Andy Reid got in store because this is going to be the toughest defense they play all year other than the Denver Broncos, who they did struggle against. Let's not forget. And Philly's got a really good defense too, so this is really interesting. Okay, Uh, a couple more. We got two more. Eagles, sacks. We know that they led the league with 70 this year. They had four guys with over 10. We got, like, Hassan Redick out there. We got Sweat. Two and a half sacks this game against that offensive
1: line for Kansas City. I'm going to go over two and a half. I think they get three or four sacks in this game.
0: Yeah, I kind of think so, too. I think minimum they get three. You know, Mahomes, I can see him going down a little bit quicker, maybe because of that ankle and not trying to escape as many sacks. But, yeah, I know, look, Chiefs got a good offensive line, but – Damn, Hassan Reddick is a freaking beast, man. It's not just him. They have so many other players who are really good, like, you know, Brandon Grant, Fletcher, Co- Fletcher Cox, excuse me, you know, Javon Hargrave. They've, they've got a yeah. lot of really, really good players, man. So, yeah, I can see it happening. Yeah, I don't. And they rotate. They keep guys fresh. They do a good job. Last one, Eagles sacks. Now, remember, they were second in the league. They had 50-something. 50, 50 I don't know off the top of my head. I don't have all the stats in front of me. But the Chiefs sacks, one and a half. Against that Eagles offensive line, who send Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, and um, what's his name? Help me out. The, the third uh, offensive uh, line.
1: Talking about Johnson. Did,
0: am I talking about John? Oh my God! What's the matter with me? Jason Kelsey. Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson. Yes. Oh my. Yeah. Lane. Thank you, <laughs> Lane Johnson. Thank you. Wow. Total brain fart right there. <laughs> All right. Chiefs. One and a half sacks.
1: Now, if you ever forget about Lane Johnson, just think about the one out there playing with a torn muscle in his stomach. Um, that's so. There you go. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy, uh, but uh, one and a half—that's a tough one. Because you're you're basically saying like, how big will Chris Jones' impact be? That's basically yeah. what you're you're asking right now. Yeah. Um, I think they get. I'm gonna go two, so I'm gonna go over. I think they get two sacks.
0: Okay, okay. So they grab two somewhere. I, 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 I see Jalen Hurts getting the ball out quick. I don't see him getting sacked very much again. He's so damn strong. He can get. I don't know. I'm gonna go under. I say they get maybe one sack this game. So I'm actually gonna go under in this one. Yeah, again, I'm, that, geez, I'm not mad at that
1: because in my head, I just went back and forth on it. But yeah,
0: <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Hey, I could be wrong. They can get two sacks in the first quarter. Who the hell knows? But no, I'm gonna go with uh, you know, again. Lane Johnson, thank you very much, and and Kelsey being able to protect over there. All right. We broke it down as much as you could break it down from the head coaches, the X's and O's to the players, and who's going to get more sacks and more passing yards and all that good stuff. Who do we think is going to win the game? Who's going to be the MVP? The Eagles are favored one and a half points in Glendale, Arizona over the Kansas City Chiefs. Damian, who wins
1: this game? What's the score? Who's the MVP? I'm going Eagles to defeat the Chiefs in this one. I'm gonna go right. Eagles, 24 to 20, and the MVP will be Jalen
0: Hurts. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm with you in a lot of ways, right there. I got the Eagles 24 21, so winning by a field goal. I'm not sure if they're gonna kick a field goal at the end or whatever, but 24 21 because I think that both defenses, especially Phillies will do a pretty good job, so I'm not seeing 30 plus points from either one of these teams. But I got AJ Brown as the MVP Ooh, of this game. I like yeah, it. I, like I told it. you that. Oh, over 80 yards. He's going for a buck 27 with two receiving touchdowns. That's how I think it's going to go for AJ Brown. I think he's going to eat the corners alive. And in the second half, they're going to have to double team him, and that will open up the rest for everybody else: Goddard, Smith, Gainwell, everybody. So. Yeah, uh, we both got uh, the Eagles. Very close scores. You got a 24-20. You got Jalen Hurts being the MVP. Quarterbacks usually do win that, and I'll have no problem with it. But I got A.J. Brown winning it, and the score 24-21. So great minds think alike. And you know what, bro? Look, we broke that down like hardcore, and the Eagles won every freaking matchup that we had except for head coach.
1: Yeah, that's like when you truly break it down like that, it's like the only reason we think it's going to be close is because of that man Mahomes. That's like that's basically yeah. what we're saying. Like he's going to keep this game close, but the Eagles and the only thing that gives me a cause to pause about the Eagles is that they haven't truly been tested. They lost True. a few games this year, but even when they lost, they lost to Washington. It felt like oh they were due to lose, right? They started off the season with that crazy yeah. win streak. It was right. like okay, felt like they just due to lose. The Chiefs have been really tested, right? Buffalo really tested them. Cincinnati really tested them. So they're ready for a tough, grinded out type game. Can the Eagles do it in that type of situation? That's the only thing that gives me like a little cause to pause when it comes to the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I I don't really see Jalen Hurts coming out being shaky or anything like that, but it is possible. I mean, you know, he's not a rookie or anything, but he's going into the biggest game of his entire life. Could he be off with a couple of throws in the beginning? And could Kansas City get up, I don't know, 10, 14 points early and force Philly to become one-dimensional? That's very important right there. So Philly actually needs to start out pretty hot to be honest with you and that'll probably be done through their running game like you say if they get the ball first they need to go down and score at least a field goal they got to get on the po- they got to get on the board because they don't want to get behind Kansas City by two scores because they, they then they become one-dimensional and as great as uh the, the Eagles wide receivers and other players are you know Steve Spagnuolo has been able to dial up a pretty damn good defense when he's had to and Kansas City has shown up so that's the one thing I'd worry about if I was an Eagle fan.
1: And another thing that I really want to see in that first possession, the Eagles have been very aggressive this year when it comes to going for it on fourth down. True. And I wonder if they're going to be more conservative because they're scared of giving a short field to Mahomes or they're going to yeah, continue yeah. to be who they are and what got them there. So that's something that's I'm going to be watching true. that first possession to see if they are going to be aggressive. That's a really good call. That's interesting. I'm also I'm I'm curious
0: to see how they're going to cover the Philadelphia wide receivers. Are they going to go in more of a bracket and more of a Tampa 2? Are they going to man up? Are they going to play man under? Uh, that's a big thing. And, again, I think that A.J. Brown is that big X factor for Philadelphia. I'm really wondering how they're going to cover him because every time I see him lined up one-on-one, it's a total mismatch. I don't care who's on him. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. Yeah. But I think and we're in for is, a great
1: Yeah, a great – thing is the Chiefs, I don't know if they can play man because you can't really play man against Jalen Hurts, right? Anytime you have a quarterback like that, you don't want the cornerbacks with their back turned. Yeah, you, right. you don't want the line – yeah, so you have to be The go, only way the only, unless you spy him that's the only
0: other, that's yeah. the only possible way and I don't really know like if they do spy him it's going to be Nick Bolton because he's kind of like a yes. hybrid corner linebacker type of guy so if, if they do do that it's going to be Nick Bolton's but otherwise you're 100% correct you don't want to play man against a running quarterback but you know what yeah. maybe look Mahomes is not necessarily a running quarterback and yeah, he's on a bum ankle but the same can be said for him in a way as well.
1: Yeah. Most times you don't want to play man because he can, he, his escapability He's not going to run for 30 yards like Jenna Hurst does, but he right. also can sit there and run back and forth. And now instead of a three second normal play, he's running around for four five, six seconds, giving people extra time. So both quarterbacks have the challenges that they're going to give to the defense for sure.
0: Yeah. Big time. It's, Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. Just I really pray to God that Mahomes is as healthy as possible. I want to see, these two guys go at it. I don't want to see more. Brock Purdy goes out at the beginning of the game, and the damn Super Bowl is over. I don't want to see that shit. So let's go. All right, we both got the Eagles. We both were very high in them at the beginning of the year. You said they were going to go twelve and five. They went what thirteen mm-hmm. and fourteen and three, or whatever the hell they yeah. went. They, yeah, fantastic. thirteen and three. I yep. so yeah, had them going.
1: That, the was, yeah. What'd you say? That was my big prediction going into the. My yeah. big prediction going into the year was them to be the last undefeated team. So yeah. You get full
0: credit for that. No doubt about it. And people laughed their ass off at me when I said they were going to the Super Bowl. but who's laughing now? Anyway, uh, we got, we got more stuff to do. So we're going to do this football players to actors or characters. So we're going to name a football player. And this is totally random. I have no idea who D picked. He's got no idea who I picked. I just wrote down a bunch of names and thought about what movie character or actor they reminded me of. And D did the same. So we're going to have a little fun with this one. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear your guys' comments after this when you guys listen on the podcast. It's going to be great. So, Dean, you want to kick it off? You want to give us your first one?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to go to your neck of woods for the first one. This one might surprise you. But Brock Purdy, his story kind of reminds me of Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday. Wow. So, Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you think about Willie Beeman, third-string quarterback, sitting on the sideline, eating a hot dog, not even knowing he's going to go in. <laughs> Brock Purdy, third-string quarterback, rookie, He's not expecting to play this year. He's just like, I'm right, sure right. I make sure I show myself in practice, make sure I do a good job. And everybody likes me so I can stay around. And next thing, you know, he's leading a 10 game win streak. This is just like Willie Beeman at any given Sunday he comes in and now he's the guy. And the coach had to make a decision afterwards. If you want to keep Willie or end up, if you watch the Crest for any given Sunday, he ended up going to a different team and taking Willie with him. That hopefully right, that right. doesn't happen with the 49ers, but that, reminds me of that a lot because of the whole third string quarterback and not expecting to play and then coming in and killing it
0: you see i like that's way better than mine because absolutely incredibly ironically by the coincidence of the football universe my first one was steaming willie beeman was jamie fox but i compared him to somebody different i love the way you compared him; that made a lot more sense than mine but i compared him to justin fields a guy who's out there like is sometimes not sure of what exactly he's supposed to do. So he's just running all over the damn place, making incredible athletic plays and people just wowing and marveling at him, but on kind of a bad team. But again, the Sharks actually turned out to be a pretty good team. But yeah, when I see like Justin yeah. Fields, it's like a young Willie really Beeman to me, but I like your explanation better. That was pretty good. So that's just funny that I had the same one. That was my number one Willie really Beeman, but I went to Fields on that one. So which what, what's the next one?
1: Oh, as sunshine from Remember the Titans. So, sunshine, <laughs> Remember the Titans. Now the difference is, sunshine came in. He was a backup. He only got in because Ref got hurt, right? But sunshine was so cool, right, right, right. And Joe Burrow is Joe cool, right? Everything he does is cool. Even the wild outfits, you're like, he pulls that off somehow. Like he's <laughs> he's just a very yeah. cool guy. And I think that sunshine was that same type of cool, and he's kind of ahead of his time. You know, that was the '70s. And he was ahead of his time as far as how open he was and all these things. And Joe Burrow is that same way. He's very open. Uh, he's very aware of his teammates and what they go through because of where he grew up. And I think that him and Sunshine had those similarities. I like it. I like it. Good thing. D, you're
0: always in-depth. You're thinking, man. You're always thinking. I love it. <laughs> My next one is Patrick Mahomes. And I am comparing him to James Bond because he can get out of any situation. I mean, he just always makes it happen. He is 007 all the freaking way. He's the perfect, you know, criminal, you know, like good guy criminal or whatever you want to call it because, again, he gets out of any situation. Just the plays that he makes are unbelievable. James Bond, untouchable, Patrick Mahomes. That's my number two.
1: That's a great one right there. That's a really good comparison. Uh, For my third one, this one is just a silly one. Uh, Ricky Williams, take it back a little bit. Ricky Williams and Smokey from Friday. You obviously <laughs> know what they have in common. <laughs> uh,
0: that's great. That's great. I love it. Oh, that is good. That that's perfect right there. What up, Danell, right there? Yeah, the real Dane dollar. <laughs> I love it. That's good stuff. All right. What do I got my next one? Um, oh, okay. Aaron Rodgers, the Joker, because he's always <laughs> <laughs> always keeping us guessing he is the villain of all villains there's no doubt about it and he's just got these stupid riddles and rhymes that he pulls out of his ass and says the dumbest shit yep he is the villain always keeping us guessing aaron Rodgers is definitely the freaking joker in my opinion no
1: doubt that's funny because i have aaron Rodgers, but i put the riddler because of those same oh, things that said. yeah oh, <laughs> I love yeah it. because he talks in real riddles you don't know what he's saying like yeah, and yeah. uh so every once in a while I'll listen to um Pat McAfee's show when I'm driving or something like that and he's definitely very intelligent right he's a, he's an intelligent oh, yes, guy yeah, yeah. but he also he knows he's intelligent right and I feel like sometimes he thinks he's way more intelligent than everybody around him and he talks in these riddles right. you're like what are you talking That's about guys so yeah I had I had him as the Riddler like the old That's school great. green suit with all the question marks Riddler not the yeah. like not the new school dark dark one but the old school uh, Jim Riddler. Carrey Riddler
0: gym, yeah, really. yeah, there you go. Oh, I like that. That's really good. That's re- well, let's stick with that theme over there in that DC universe. This one was too easy. Jalen Waddell, Penguin. I mean, come on, <laughs>
1: that's a that's a really good one right there for sure. Uh, the other one I had staying in Miami, Tyreek Hill, Flash.
0: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I put him in for Black Panther. I had Tyreek Hill for Black Panther because I'm thinking yes. he's the cheetah. You know what, Panther, both. You know, freaking yeah. fast-ass jungle animals. Why the hell not? So that's where I went with uh, with Tyree Kill. But I like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I went with, for sticking with that little uh, DC universe, Batman. I went with Lamar Jackson for Batman because he's just got this Ooh. bag full of tricks. You don't know where the hell it's coming from. But he's always pulling out some special toy to go ahead and win the day. So I got Lamar Jackson as Batman, The Dark Knight.
1: <laughs> I like that one. When I think of Batman, though, no, I think of somebody who is able to get things done because of all the gadgets they have, right? They have all the help around them, right? He has he has Robin, he has the butler, he has the Batman. Batmobile, <laughs> all the help around them, right? But he's also super suave, super cool, uh, can walk into a room and take it over. So I think of Tom Brady when I think of Batman. Because oh. Batman doesn't have the powers of a Superman, a Spider-Man, he can't do all those things. But once you give him the gadgets and give him the tools, uh, that's when he can go and do those things for you. So I think of Tom Brady, I think of Batman.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty, you're a smart dude, man. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that, <laughs> I like that a lot. All right. Let me, I, I mean, I wrote down a bunch. I'm not going to get to all of them, but I'll give you another one. How about Zach Wilson as Captain Jack Sparrow because they both are freaking drunk all the time, or at least it looks like what Zach Wilson is. It looks like he's freaking drunk out there playing quarterback. It looks just like all oh, like, uh, uh, not know what the hell he's doing. So that's what I compare him to. Zach Wilson, man, get sober, bro. Go play some football.
1: Yeah, I, that's a that's a funny one. That's the end of my list, so I want to hear a couple more of yours if you got it. Some more, I'll give
0: you a couple more. Um, Bill Belichick, Darth Vader, for sure. I mean, that guy is just evil okay. empire all the way. Um, I got Mike Tomlin, yeah. James Earl Jones. How about that one? Mike Tomlin, James, oh, wow. old wise veteran coach. I like that right there.
1: Um, I got Andy Reid as Yoda. I, like I thought that. about Mike Tomlin. That's <laughs> that's hilarious. Now I thought of Mike Tomlin because he he's kind of the doppelganger for Omar Epps, the actor. But oh, you're right. Omar Epps Characters. True. That's yeah, very true. That's none of his cool. characters are, reminded me of Tomlin though. Because I I, I I was like I gotta get a Omar Epps character to go with Mike Tomlin. I couldn't really that's come good. with one.
0: That's good. He does he does yeah. exactly like him. That's right. I Haven't seen a movie in a while, but he's pretty good. <laughs> I got Justin Jefferson as Deadpool because he's a killer that you cannot kill. Justin Jefferson will not die. He'll just keep on coming back. He's a killer you can't kill. Uh, let me. Oh, you know what? I got Calais Campbell as the late great Michael Clark Duncan. I love to get they're both fucking giants. <laughs>
1: they're both absolutely. That's huge. good. Yeah, he's. You think about yeah somebody who's that big yeah and they say like he's a really gentle guy too, Calais Campbell. So that reminds All me right. of Michael Clark Duncan. Everybody said he was a super gentle, like sweet soul. So yeah, that's that's a good one. Yep.
0: Uh, I'll give you two more. I got um Jalen Ramsey as Samuel L. Jackson because they both talk so much shit and fucking make away with it. They just get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> away with that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, my last one. I'll give you uh Christian McCaffrey. He's Neo from the Matrix because I don't know how the hell he does oh, all the shit God. that he, he's fucking. Yeah, yeah. This nah,
1: that's that's a great one. Yeah, the way he makes people miss. Even that, you know, I know it was only one touchdown you guys had against the Eagles, but that one touchdown run was crazy.
0: That was some badass shit right there. I don't know how the hell he pulled that off. If the the Eagles stopped stop tackling, I don't know. But that was crazy how we got out of that. That was nuts. All right, that was fun. I'm glad we did that. We had a little fun right there get through that stuff. That's cool. That's cool. All right, I dig it. Let's keep the show rolling along. Now, this was a cool idea that I don't know where you got this from, but why don't you tell everybody what we're doing right now with the 10 questions? Because I like that a lot
1: so we both have two players that we have in our head right and the other person has to try to guess who that player is now it's supposed to be hard but not impossible so i can't pick a player who played two years for the saints that only i know because i'm a crazy saints fan same with him right (laughs) so it has to be it doesn't have to be an easy hall of famer but it has to be somebody who did something in the league right and we have 10 questions to try to narrow it down and guess now if you think you know it before 10 questions You're more than free to guess, but you only have three guesses. So you got to be judicial with your guesses and judicial with your questions. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to try to guess the player that Jason has in his head by using my my 10 questions to try to narrow it down. All right. All right. right. Here we go.
0: If I'm not sure about one of the questions, I'm going to have to look it up. But I am ready to roll.
1: All right. Here we go. Okay. My number one. All right. So is this player on offense or defense offense offense what position does he play wide receiver what year was he drafted 2006 2006 wide receiver okay what teams has he played for he has
0: played for um Hold on one second, because I know there was more. Let me look it up. Give me one second. Hold on, because I know I'm pretty sure there was more than one team. So give me one second here. I should have had that ready. Thought. All right. Here we go. This player has played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New York Jets, and the Chicago Bears.
1: Steelers. Jets and Bears yep. Okay. 2006 2006
0: so you got four questions so far okay
1: Ooh. what round was he drafted in first round that's first five round pick. okay first round pick by the Steelers Steelers Jets and Bears
0: you're asking like all you're the right questions so I'll tell you that
1: <laughs> <laughs> Trying to narrow it down. it's still a tough one. Um
0: Oh, it's tough, yeah. But you know who the player is Did this player make a pro bowl? Did this player make a pro I'm almost positive, but let me just check to make positively sure. Um Oh, hang on. Hang on, hold the phone. Good question. Why didn't I know that? All right. Here we go. No,
1: nope, That's not it.
0: Give me one sec, D. I'm sorry.
1: No, no problem. I'm trying to narrow it down. Um, cause, dang, I'm trying know. to think. Who went from the stellar for the Jets?
0: Why doesn't it say it? It should say it right there.
1: You know what? The answer is no. He did not. Okay. No, he did not. Like, I'm. But shocked. by your surprise, I know he's somebody who had Pro Bowl like numbers. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, are are you not, asking if you asking if he had Pro Bowl like numbers? No, because that's like a subjective question, though. Oh yeah, okay,
0: okay, okay. I got you. Yeah. I'm just guessing from your reaction. Okay. I am surprised he didn't make a Pro Bowl. I'm actually shocked. I can't believe that. I almost feel like I'm wrong, but it doesn't say it. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, so you got six questions down. 2006. Has this player won a Super Bowl ring? Yes. Okay, so I know he did that with the Steelers. Did not make.
0: Say that one more time, bro. Like triple. Did not. Oh, he did not make a Pro Bowl. I had to like triple. Triple check. Hmm.
1: So we got seven questions in. All right, I'm gonna take my first guess. I don't know if this guy. Oh, no, because that guy wasn't an early draft pick. I don't believe. Um, 2006 Steelers What a Super Bowl with the Steelers. They went to the Jets, Bears. Is all right. I'm gonna just take my first guess. Is it Antoine Antoine Randall? It's a good guess, but that is not correct. Ah, okay. So I got two guesses left, and I got three questions left, right? You got okay. three questions, and yes,
0: three questions, two guesses. Okay.
1: Mm. Is this player currently a coach? Uh, let's see. no all right 2006 no no, no i'm sorry um, hold on back
0: up back up d he is yeah. no he's not a coach okay i wanted to no not a coach okay
1: not a coach is this player currently an analyst no okay that's a nine yeah i only got one question left uh <laughs> i drawing a blank. 2006, first round, Steelers-Jets-Bears. Won a Super Bowl with the Steelers. Yeah.
0: No, the Pro Bowls, no Pro Bowls.
1: No Pro Bowls, which is shocking, but no Pro Bowls. Okay. Uh, how many thousand-yard seasons did the wide receiver have? All right, let's check that out.
0: This player had one season with over a thousand yards. Oh, okay. that is question
1: number. 10. Uh, Okay. 2006 first round pick only one season over a thousand yards. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to go back in my mind here and think about. Antonio Holmes.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's it. I knew it was <laughs> going to come at it somewhere. That's it. Nicely oh, done. Oh,
1: man. Very nice. That's why I just it
0: right at the back of your head,
1: huh? <laughs> it did. Because I thought, I don't know, for some reason, I pictured him in a Jets uniform. I was like, that's got to be him. There you go, man. Like, okay, there you yeah.
0: go.
1: You got it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Beautiful. All right. All right. Well done, yep. Ding. so you well guys done. know how the game works now. so it's now yep. Jay's turn to try to guess my first player. I think we're gonna have to do this every week because I love this game. All right, yeah
0: this um cool. what team did he, did your player get drafted by the Baltimore Ravens?
1: what position he is an outside linebacker.
0: let's hold on that's two um what number does the player wear
1: he was number for most of his career he was number 55 okay um that's
0: three questions yes sir did he win a super bowl
1: Yes. Is it Terrell Suggs? Yeah, that was too easy.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Terrell Suggs. All right. All right. I got it. All right. So we're both one for one. Both one for all one. Right. All right. You ready for your next one? All right.
1: Yes, sir. I'll um,
0: make it easy on you because you're too damn smart. I can't just keep you way <laughs> ups
1: No, nah, that was the San Antonio Holmes was really good. That's a really good pick. Awesome. Um, nice. So my first question, uh, who drafted this player?
0: I'm going to triple check everything right now. Give me one sec. I'm sure I know it. I just want to just triple check everything. Uh, Was drafted by... The Seattle Seahawks.
1: Okay. Uh, What position does he play? Running back. What year was he drafted? 1998. 1998 running back. Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Glad you drafted him, yep. And what other, did he play for any other teams? Sure
0: did. From 2000 to 2006, he played with the Packers. Then he went on to the Texans, came back to the Packers to finish out his NFL career. Is it Amon Green? Yeah, shit, man. Nice. Nicely done, bro. Very good. Very good. That is exactly what it is. You got that fast, man. Shit. Good job.
1: (laughs) All right. Yeah, I just, I I definitely, like I said, I remember him. Packers, Texans, Packers. I remember that. So
0: that's pretty good. You see, the Texans part through. I'm like, he played for the Texans. I'm like, what? And then, yeah, then it kicked in. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Play for the Texans. I'm on green. Very good. All right. Let's see if we can go four for four over here. All right. Let's go first with the team that drafted this player. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks. Interesting. All right. Seahawks and the position. Running back funny um what number did 37. you already giving me sean alexander yep <laughs> <laughs> we kick ass man we're too good bro we're too damn good that's our problem
1: we gotta we gotta like pick players from the 80s or some shit like that we're too yeah good. we gotta we gotta make it harder but no that was fun though That was, that's a fun game we definitely i like definitely this yeah where'd
0: you come up with this idea i love this game
1: like i've seen versions of it on tiktok where people oh, are I guessing bet. different stuff. And I was like, oh, this would be dope for sports.
0: I like it, man. I like so, it. This is good
1: shit. Yeah. It's yeah. good shit. <laughs> yep, we're going to have to get Nikki involved next week, the whole
0: thing. Yep, we're on. All right, so we did go four for four. We both like the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. You like a 24-20 with Jalen Hurts as the MVP. I got a 24-21 with H.A. Brown balling out. A buck 27, two touchdowns. I think he's going to go nuts. Probably about somewhere between eight to ten catches. But – These are both, again, remember how I made a big stink last year about how the number one seeds always seemed to make it, or at least one did, and then the Packers went out and the Titans both went out, and that happened to be my Super Bowl? Well, we got our number one seeds back in right there. And that goes to, I mean, does that go to show you that the the bye week, is that important, or is it more about these are really the two best teams in football?
1: Yeah, it shows you what we see during the regular season. We have to believe what we see, right? Um, The bye week definitely helps. But when you have a one seed, it really means like you were the best team throughout the year. Now, sometimes, like you said, you're going to have those outlier years, like with the Titans. Like the Titans didn't feel like a number one seed, wow. uh, but these two teams feel like number one seeds. And so that's why yes. you're seeing
0: them here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be a great Super Bowl. I like the fact that they haven't played each other yet. So it's brand new for them, also. But, it, you know, the thing is, if look, I'm not going to be shocked if Kansas City wins at all. Look, we both have a really close scores, right? So we're going to close out the show here in a minute or two. But I won't be shocked if Kansas City wins because of Andy Reid, because of Patrick Mahomes, because of Travis Kelsey, because of Chris Jones. I mean, they have players. They have really good players. And I do wonder if they're going to spy with Nick Bolton. I think that that would be the way to go if they want to play man. If not, you know, go ahead and play zone. And I wonder if Jalen Hurts can pick apart the zone as well as he can. I mean, you would think that he'd be able to. He's a pretty cerebral quarterback. And if somebody's sitting there in the zone D, he's going to be able to pop it through. So pick your poison with this guy, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I do like your your plan there of having a spy and going, man, if you believe the spy can hold him and keep him, that's the thing. You believe in Nick to be able to keep contain of Jalen Hurts. That's a very hard right. job for anybody. Um, so if you believe he can do that, you can go ahead and do that with Philly. Because Mahomes is hurt, do you run a spy, or do you say, "Oh, he's hurt; he's not going to be running as much"? Because the one of the the biggest play in the Bengals game, Patrick Mahomes, he's like, "I got to make this one first down." He got free oh, and yeah. did it. Now, of course, they got, got help by the pushing the back at the the late call, but right. he got free and got that first down when he needed to. So, are you worried about that, or do you say, "We know he's not going to be 100 percent, so we'll play a normal defense and try to make him stay in the pocket"?
0: Yeah, that's, yeah that, that's you know, again, wait to be seen. Yeah. I think they're going to go with their standard, you know, rush for blitz once in a while. And, you know, they, I don't think they're as much worried about Patrick Mahomes, the runner. I think they're definitely more scared of his arm and, you know, who he can get the ball to in yards after the catch. But the minute that you sleep on Mahomes as a runner, that's when he kills you. You know, he's that smart. He can pick. He knows exactly when to run and where to get to. That's another thing about him, which is great. He always knows where that first down marker is. It's just unbelievable. The guy's got such a talent, such a nose. Um, One of the the best I've ever seen, really. You know, I talked about, you know how I talked about John Elway was the best I ever seen. And then Aaron Rodgers came along and now it's Patrick Mahomes. And he is on his way to being in that same breath as Peyton, as Tom Brady, as all these great guys. Um, Again, going to his third Super Bowl, three and four years. He's going to win more MVPs. 27 years old. He's got... Eight, nine, ten good years left. I mean, this is great. <laughs> Think about all the great young quarterbacks we have in the league right now and how we're going to see him yeah. battle with Burrow and battle with Lamar and battle with Josh Allen. Boy, are we – oh, man, we are in really good shape, man. And then we got new young quarterbacks coming in, the ones that are developing now with Trevor Lawrence and
1: Justin Fields. league is in great shape. Yeah, and one thing I noticed when you're naming off all these quarterbacks, most of them aren't in AFC. The AFC is going to yeah. be tough <laughs> for, for a really long time. did even name Herbert. Like, these, the AFC is going right. to be tough. Yeah, the AFC is going to be tough for a really long time. You also got Russ with Sean Payton now. Like, it's going to be really, really tough out there in the AFC.
0: No doubt. It's going to be exciting to watch. We'll see who will emerge from the NFC when things are all said and done. But right now, you're looking at Philly, Dallas, 49ers, maybe the Giants, But yeah, you're right. The teams that scare you over the next five years, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, definitely throw Philly in there. But yeah, it's more AFC teams. And then when Baltimore gets healthy and if they do sign Lamar Jackson, they're going to be right back in the
1: mix with everybody else. Yeah, no, for sure. Like it's the league is in a very good place quarterback wise and just talent wise overall. You think about all the cornerbacks who are amazing right now and all of the wide receivers who are amazing right now. It's just the league, both NBA, NFL, everything that I cover right now, is the talent's just remarkable right now. Unbelievable. It really, really
0: is. Oh, man. And the talent over here, come on. It's freaking fantastic also on third and three. You know, this is what you get, baby. But D's got a lot more for you other than third and three. This man is appearing on shows, his own shows everywhere. Everybody's trying to get him on their damn show. But, D, what do you got going on lately? What do you want to highlight for the people, man? Because Obviously, you've been doing it, and what you put out today with with the comparison, and then you did your LeBron thing, a lot of stuff. I don't know where you have time to do all this, man, but it's great. And I'm watching everything.
1: I appreciate that, man. So yes, on social media, I'm always putting out some type of content: a video, a quote, some type of meme that's making some something that gets your mind going. That's what I'm always trying to do. Uh, so make sure you follow me at the Real Deal WDA on. Any, whatever your favorite social media platform is, I'm there, right? And go ahead and follow me. Again, that's The Real Deal, W as in whiskey, D as in delta, A as in alpha. My podcast is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. I do it at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. So I believe I'll be doing another episode tomorrow about the NBA trade deadline. So you can catch the one from my where I talk about the Super Bowl. I talk about Kyrie Irving trade and all the matters around him. Mm-hmm. And there was a big boxing week in this past weekend as well. So I talk some boxing on there as well. And, of course, 3rd and 3 podcast every Wednesday, normally at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Next week, we'll be back with Tricky Nikki Gist and, of course, my main man, Jason. So catch us every Wednesday night. But The Real Deal with Damian Adams, 3rd and 3 podcast. And make sure you follow me on social media at the Real Deal, WDA.
0: Yeah, man, there was so much more we really could have talked about. We didn't even mention the whole, you know, Luca, you know, dynamic now with uh, Kyrie Irving and how Kyrie Irving just keeps getting out of places. But you know what? Maybe we'll save that for another time. I want to see how that looks. But yeah, D, we could have talked a whole bunch of other stuff, man, but we got lives. We got to go. And uh, Shardell asking our our thoughts real quick on Patrick Mahomes. We were just blessing him all over the place, uh, Shardell, Patrick Mahomes, even with his bum ankle, we think he's going to do really well. But to let you know, We both got the Eagles winning this game, and it's probably more because of their defense and their offense. But watch for Jalen Hurts running. D, I had a great time, man. Love chopping it up with you, baby. A lot of fun.
1: Oh, it's always fun, man. Can't wait to do it again next week.
0: You're damn right. We'll be back next week, and Shricky Nikki will be in the house, probably all tanned from her vacation, and we'll talk about (laughs) the Super Bowl winner then. We'll give out our our honors awards and all that stuff. So we'll have a lot of fun. We'll have a real good time. Back next week, Wednesday, 7 o'clock Eastern time. We'll see you then. Peace, everybody. We out.